Welcome to Rotten Potatoes with Bryce and Forrest. We're here to ruin your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. And this week, we're going to be ruining Dumbo with our special guest. Hey, what's up? It's me, Hector. I'm back. So, what did you guys think of Dumbo? Um, well, first impressions. Uh, obviously, a Disney movie. Uh, so, I'm not in the target demographic, right? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, man, I, there's, I have a lot of issues with this movie, to be honest. Uh, oh, man. I think from pacing to 10 million storylines going on at once uh, to forgettable characters. But we'll get into that a little later. What about you guys? I mean, I went there with my kid thinking, you know, he's going to be entertained. He's going to like it. It was a kid's movie. I mean, he didn't enjoy it. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a kid's movie. It was kind of like a weird kind of awkward adult movie. Like, I don't know. Just really weird. What do you think, Forrest? So I, I went into it knowing that Tim Burton had directed it. So I knew it was going to be a little out there and a little bit more for the people that watched it as kids and now are enjoying it as adults, which is, is me. So I, uh, I enjoyed it pretty much. I mean, there's a few parts, you know, like, like you said, there's a lot of storylines and it's, a uh, it gets confusing at points and slow, but overall I liked it. Yeah. And I knew Tim Burton was doing it. I knew that, you know, I mean, I was kind of thinking a little bit between, you know, the nightmare before Christmas and, and like a kid's movie. Like I was thinking like a halfway mix between that. And so I guess, I mean, I could see, you know, those, both those points, especially Tim Burton being a part of it, like that it was a Tim Burton touch to it. Well, I forgot that it was directed by Tim Burton. So at the end of the movie, when the credits start rolling and this is directed by Tim Burton, man, the first thing that came to mind was, man, the only way this movie could have been worse if it was top back to animation. <laughs> I think it would have been better. Um, I think there would have been more Timber Wheelhouse. I think it would have been cooler movie. But all right, let, let's well, go on a lighter note, though. My favorite part about the whole movie was that the strongest man in the world, how he was like the accountant, he was the inventory guy, he was the director, he was all sorts of things. Um, and he just, he was like the one hat fits all. So, like, when they get to Dreamland, and he was like, Oh, finally, this is what I joined the circus for. I laughed pretty hard at that one. <laughs> That's so adult of you to like the accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so do you guys want to go right from like the first beat of the story? It's hard to redo a Disney movie that really didn't have a lot of people in it to begin with. So you're kind of adding characters that were never there. So... It's it's tough to redo that and not be able to change too many things and keep it to being true. Other than like the ringleader or anything like that, is there any type of like recurring main character type people that are human in Dumbo? I'm like ninety percent sure there's not any. Oh uh, see. That yeah, so they're like brand new characters and they're kinda like fit into the narrative of the story of Dumbo. Right. Exactly. That's tough. Yeah, I remember watching Dumbo as a kid, but like going into the movie, I was like, I don't really remember any of this. So like, I was like, I, I'm pretty sure this isn't fake or anything. Like, obviously, you know Dumbo, but like, it's been a minute since I mean, I've watched any of those kind of movies. Well, I know going in right away, like the train song started to play, 
and the face on the train was there, and I was like, "This is this is Dumbo. This is great." And Danny DeVito's here also, so that's cool. Shout out! Like I was so excited that um, that Joplin was played in there, and that was the first show. And I was like, "I wonder if there is a different Joplin." And I was like, "There's no way there's a different Joplin. Like this is the Joplin." And then when Danny DeVito first says, Joplin, Missouri, I was like, yeah. Like, I was just really like, that kind of like got me set into the movie. Right, because it's like, we can really relate to this and we know that area and we've been there. We've done stuff there all the time. And yeah, my mom was with me and she she grew up around that area and she thought it was really, really cool. So, But going back to the Danny DeVito uh, character, um, the ringleader. Uh, <laughs> so when, when Holt, his character, goes in, he comes back from the war uh, missing an arm. And he has his kids, and he's like, he's like, all right, I'm back. I need, I need work. You know, I'm back from the war. I need to restart my life, basically. And I, I was waiting for Danny DeVito to be like, here's an egg in this trying time, <laughs> because his wife had also died earlier from influenza. And I was waiting for it. So, did either of you notice that his secretary was Max's mom from It's Always Sunny? Right? Like, I was so excited when I saw Max's mom in there. I told her the very first part. I was like, that's Max's mom. That has to be Max's mom. And then when she came back in with the pink notices, and I was like, that is Max's mom. I was so excited. And I think she talked more in Dumbo than she did the whole Always Sunny in Philadelphia series. Yeah, I man, it's very possible. She talks so little in that series. Only when talked to and forced to speak. Right. The rest <laughs> are, uh, uh. <laughs> Only Matt can translate for her. So, Hector, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, my favorite part of the movie. Man, I'm going to really have to <laughs> rack my brain for this one. Uh, <laughs> come back to me on that one. Back to me. Okay, well, I'll give you mine then. Um, I really enjoyed the the part where they did the bubble elephants in the ring. Because in the original, Dumbo is drunk in that part. And they didn't want to do that again, I'm sure. So that's why they did this. But they did such a good job redoing it. It was it was very well done, very close to the original. I enjoyed it greatly. Maybe that was a playback when they said, uh, keep the champagne away from the baby. Right, yeah, it's, it's kind of a note to Dumbo got drunk. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think Atticus's favorite part was definitely the elephant bubble scene as well, just because he, you could tell how, like, bored he was and didn't care to be there watching the whole movie and then all of a sudden that bubble scene came out and he got all excited like he was like i'm ready for this movie to start even though it's already an hour in like i am ready and like that was like he kind of kept entertained from that point and he's only really good with movies like he can watch all the movies that i watch and all that stuff and he's super great about watching it but man this one you could tell he was about to die of boredom I think the CGI was great. Like, I think they dumped a lot of money into it just because, you know, if you look at Colin Farrell's arm, like, you couldn't even tell that it wasn't there. And I think they did a great job with that. And then just Dumbo being in there, um, the bubbles, everything. I think they did a fantastic job. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think it was it was really great CGI. And it, it all the actors played well with it. It was great. Yeah, the only... I'll, I was so ready to rag on this movie at every chance I got, but the CGI was actually really well done. The only, like, slight little hiccup was at the very beginning when Danny Vito's, like, playing with the monkey because it's on its back. Because the monkey's on Danny Vito's back. And, uh, mm-hmm. like, he was, like, reacting to it, like, you know, looking over his shoulders. 
and that was a little bit, they looked a little weird, but that's literally the only thing you can say wrong about the movie. Yeah, it was pretty well, good. See, I thought he did good with that. I think, uh, I think Danny DeVito has a hard time looking over his shoulders <laughs> anyway, so I can't. I can't say it looked too weird without him just being him. So that's true. I think I pulled in the Danny DeVito factor into it. I didn't think it was that weird. Uh, like, I'm just gonna play the Danny DeVito card here. <laughs> I, I like that we keep referencing his character as Danny DeVito because he isn't Max Medici in this movie. This is Danny DeVito playing Danny DeVito. Yeah, yeah. Danny DeVito just saying screw it to acting about the circus and traveling around. Like that's exactly what as a ringmaster. Yeah. He would have never sold out his his new his new project. This is his new life. <laughs> yeah, this is life after uh, Always Sunny. <laughs> yeah. Which, how old is he now? He has to be like in his mid seventies, right? Probably something like that. I also like that uh, he was a good guy because he's not always a good guy, but when he is, I really enjoy his acting. You know, yeah, so other than him being years old. So sad, so sad. I mean, he's getting up there. So, did you guys grow up watching Dumbo, or is this kind of one you saw and never watched a bunch of times? Or? I watched Dumbo in my early, early childhood, like five or six, and then never again touched it till tonight. Gotcha. Okay, see, like, as me, I, I watched it several times as a child, because I loved elephants and it, trains, obviously, because trains are dope. And uh, so that kind of culminated everything together there, and... Disney, so it it all worked for me. I think as a child, I watched more Tarzan. Hold on, I can come better with that one, but it's not Dumbo. I mean, I watched Dumbo. Don't get me wrong; like I've yeah, seen it, but it wasn't like yeah. my jam. I've watched Charlotte's Web a ton. That's weird, but Charlotte's Web a lot. See, I've I've probably watched that one time. The entire series of Lane Before Time. I don't know how many times oh yeah. that was like i think my go-to movie when i was a kid was land before time my go-to movie was mulan it's on around you that's good it's on around your cow <laughs> it's on your whole family mine was robin hood that was my jam the, the the fox one where he's like played by the fox yep mm-hmm. movie. i was weird how you guys just like connected like that real quick like <laughs> you guys you guys want to talk about how many uh different stories and plot lines there are in this movie yeah, go for it. There's, and I've, I actually wrote them down just to keep track of them all because there's so <laughs> many of them. So, right, right. So, like the main one is that Dumbo needs to be returned to his mom. Right. That that's like the that's like the vehicle for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. There's that one, and then <laughs> the first subplot, or you know, subplot one is uh, the kids kind of don't really like their dad. Is apparently. Like, it's like an it's unspoken in the movie, but like he's been away at war, and their mom died while the dad was at war. So they've been kind of fending for themselves with like the help of the family. But the, he comes back, and they, they do not like respect him at all. And then after that, we get a little side story of about how the Medici Circus is failing, like it's in financial troubles. Um, and then Michael Keaton's character, uh, Mister, uh, what's the name? Vanderveer, Vanderveer, yeah, is like, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Comes in like halfway through the movie, only to reveal that he is the main antagonist, even though it's like forty-five minutes to an hour into the movie. I mean, there's there's just so much going on. Yeah, and I think that was kind of like what I touched on earlier about how bringing this into a a world of where people are actually a part of it 
you know, you have to actually build a plot around the original movie and still keep everything you had in the original to be somewhat true, you know. But I understand, like, there's a lot of plots going on and not all of them are fully thought out very well. Yeah, you know? I think, I think it, almost worked as a detriment movie because if they would have just focused on Dumbo back to his mom and then maybe like the like the strained relationship between the more so the daughter and uh and Holt it would have been way better because he would have had that realization that's like oh all the kids need is you know a little push kind of like Dumbo needed and it could be like a whole arc where he goes from being like an absentee father from the war to like a caring and loving father when Dumbo gets returned to his mom. But it felt like all the stories fell flat because they were trying to tell too many stories and they didn't uh, give enough time to for each of the stories to grow. Right. Like on like the circus side, like it was just like, Oh yeah, everyone died. And then that was it. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't go into like, you know, your beard lady ran off with what's his face. This person died. This person died. This person died. And then that was. What do you mean? Huh? What are you talking about? No, the circus, like the circus failing. Oh, just like the few people they cut out before you even met them. The story of the circus, like the story of the circus, like not coming through. Like, I think that was the storyline as well. You know, so it doesn't really show like how famous he really was. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't show. It doesn't go into detail about. Like where the circus was before he left, and then it'd been fine if he would have cut back to when he arrived, and then having him react to the difference of how successful the the circus has been since he's been gone. Like you know, they say they very briefly say that influenza hit them really hard, which is funny. Well, not funny. It's terrible that people died, but uh, I I always wanted like a little, little corner of the screen to say brought to you by vaccines, you know, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Like, if, if he would have just reacted to the fact that it had gone really downhill because it's kind of like a dying art and they needed, like, a big parent company to help them out, uh, that would have been a lot better for that story. But, again, there's just lack of time, so they couldn't really flesh out that story. And then, was anyone – I was so annoyed with the little girl. What was, what was her name? Her name was uh, Maddie or Millie. Her name – Millie, yeah. yeah. Um, I – I don't know where so maybe Forrest you can help me out here. Was this something in the original Dumbo where they talked a lot about the scientific method and testing and researching? <laughs> or was this just out of the blue for you too? Uh like I said, there's like no people in the original. It's like all like crows and elephants and storks and stuff like that. So I got so I granted I haven't watched it in a while, so like I might be a mm-hmm. little bit off kilter here, but for the most part, I don't remember many people talking or being. Because at first it was kind of charming. It's like, oh, this is little girl in the 1900s uh, curious about science, and they've made comparisons to uh, Madame Curie like three times in the movie. I go, oh, she's gonna it's gonna be paid off somehow in the movie later on. She's gonna develop this new technology where it's gonna help the circus. After the maybe 13th time that she mentioned the scientific method and researching and experimenting, I was so done with her. I was like, all right, well, either show us some experimenting and research or just leave it out of the movie. Because the payoff at the end was that she just happened to cross like a, like a moving stills machine, 
you know, like where you crank it and it's like a like a really low budget, like almost like a gift, right? Because there's only like mm-hmm. four frames and it just does it over and over again. And that was the big payoff of mentioning science a hundred times in the movie. And I, I feel like that should have been cut, maybe, or paid off better. I think maybe they should have gone the route of the way they did for Mowgli, you know? Because being all animals, I feel like it would have been better off performed that way. And instead of adding people and new stories, etc., you know? Yeah, it's like they're forcing a whole lot of stuff. They're like, this has never happened in the Dumbo series, so we just got to explain it all. Kind of just let it drop off. But, okay, so let's switch. Let's change uh, gears. So they all ride up and they all get in into um, Vanderbeer's, you know, caravan and stuff like that. And they're heading to Dreamland. I thought of Disney. You know, like a Disney park. I thought of Tomorrowland. It was cool to see. Like all the like how this version of Dumbo imagined kind of like uh I th- you going back to thinking about thinking it was Tomorrowland versus Disney like that uh, instant Disney feel and I go man are they like projecting themselves like Disney as the bad guys here like it's like super meta right now see I, I I felt more of a World's Fair kind of vibe when I saw it you know like old school like first time there were lights and. They have, like, all the new inventions and stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, when they went to that uh, that that exhibit where it's, like, the future will have robots. I was like, man, are we getting into Fallout here? Is this, is this Fallout 4? Did this movie pull on your guys' heartstrings at all? Or was it just, man? It's, it's, it's kind of cool, you know? Because, like, as a kid, you watch this, like, a hundred times. And I'm sure my mom watched it a ton of those times with me. And then I grow up and we get to see this movie together. And I don't know. It's just kind of a cool moment for my family and me. Yeah, I can appreciate that for sure. Connection between Demo and his mom. Like, granted, I know it was mom and child. What? But, like, it just didn't seem like they were never, like, I don't know. They just weren't together a whole lot. So that's a hot take today. (laughs) That's part of the story. I know, but they weren't together that long. That's, like, the whole story. (laughs) I was – actually, I want to go – uh, opposite direction. I thought it was so hammered in, like so, like they wanted to hammer this home that Dumbo misses his mom. That I was like, all right, I get it. After minute ten of Dumbo laying there, like I get it. He's sad, and that's that's how the original movie is. Like the whole time in the movie, he's away from his mom. He's just super sad sack, you know. So, it, so in in the original, does he like inhale the feather or does he just hold it? Because I swear he just holds it. I think he just holds it. Yeah, I don't think he actually inhales the feather, but I think that's kind of a, a choice for them. <laughs> I think because they, they held a shot. That's why I bring it up. Because they held a shot when they first realized they, they he needed a feather in the main stage. And they held this scene for like a couple of extra seconds longer just to like emphasize how important it is when he was just holding. I remember that scene. Like I remember this being a thing. But then the rest of the movie, he just like he, like inhales it, like holds it in his trunk. And I was like, I don't think that's how it was in the beginning, like in the original. Right. No, yeah, I think he, I think he just needs it to like fly and like 
believing himself to fly, I guess. You yeah, know? It, it reminded me of the uh, the Mario power up where he gets like the raccoon suit as he like <laughs> inhales the leaf. Uh, it's like this is Mario now. But I think I think they made a lot of cool references to the old one, which like the stork because in the original the stork brings him as a baby because. It was 1941, and they didn't want to show that in movies. Yeah, I, I, so, that was, I didn't know that was in the original. I didn't remember. I just thought that was a clever way of yeah. kind of, you know, because it's a kid movie. It's like, how do you show a birth, you know, while being PG? Yeah. So I didn't know that that was a callback. Yep. As well as uh, when he goes to see his bomb when she's in the cage, going to leave the next day because she's being sold. And she sticks her trunk out, and he sticks his up, and... That was a throwback, and that was really – I saw that immediately, and it was just touching for me. <laughs> for me. I, I feel like I would have enjoyed this movie a lot more if I would be, if I was more familiar with the source material. Right. And, like, as far as, as, far as Disney movies go, it was a little bit dark originally, you know? So I, I understand why they went Tim Burton on it, you know? Does, does, his, does his mom die in the original or no? I don't think so. I think he eventually gets back to her, but don't quote me. My favorite callback in the entire movie was definitely the let's get ready to dumbo. Like I saw that and I was like, that that's fantastic because that's definitely the WWE guy. Once he started talking, I was like, I'm pretty sure the WWE guy. And the moment he went into that voice line, I was like, that's definitely him. I thought that was so cheesy. I was like, yeah, I did too. <laughs> oh, I laughed. That was, oh, it was great. I was, I would thought it was better with it, him not being in there. I was like, that's kind of, uh, doesn't fit the theme of the movie, you know? Oh, that was kind of thrown in there. I thought, it, I mean, I was like, so he's gonna fight now? Is, he, is there like an underground like, <laughs> this is like Pokemon <laughs> fight? <laughs> no, I'm like you. That was, that was my favorite one. Are we supposed to believe, or are we meant to believe that? Uh, Michael Keaton's character, uh, Vanderveer, is he like so blinded by his own ego that he would destroy his own circus in order to get Dumbo back? Like he can't go anything that doesn't go his way. I think it was almost more than that. It was it was more of him trying to attain something to actually give him success because he had done all these things and created this park, and it, it sounds like he didn't make any money off of it, and he was. He was kind of waiting for the support of this banker to even make him actually continue his business because I, it just sounded like he was falling apart before that. Anyways, so what he was telling uh, Max, I can't think of Danny DeVito's uh, character's name, um, when he was telling Max about all that, when he was, you know, monologuing about, you know, fake people and con artists trying to build something so uh, beyond them to validate themselves are meant to believe that he was talking about himself and that's kind of foreshadowing right I think like that's pretty much he's like you know what I'm just gonna spew this stuff about who I am and he'll believe it because I am the con man he's speaking half truths he's really talking about himself even though he's referring to Max maybe he doesn't even realize he's doing it but he he believes that he's not that person yeah it could be yeah I can see that but he's, he's, he spent his whole life trying to attain greatness and failing at it. He's just the guy that 
he wants to acquire the world. So he got the best, you know, trapeze or he got the best everything. He got the best technology. He got, you know what I mean? He, I think he just needs more and more and more. I think if Dumbo was successful and he was able to keep Dumbo going the way he did, I think he'd want to get something new later. And like, granted, Dumbo would still be there, but I think he'd, He's a monster that wants to constantly consume. Yeah, it's kind of, it could, yeah, that could be true like, too. It kind of goes back to what uh, Ava Green's character, the trapeze artist, was he saying that she she is just one of the gems that he adorns himself right. to shine the light back to him. So he like in his psyche he thinks if I built this this successful thing, uh, no matter the cost or by whatever means necessary, that means I'm successful and I'm validated. Right. I think he just wants to own it all. Like, I don't think he really necessarily cares about money. He just wanted money from the banker so he can go out and buy the next thing. Because I don't think he had money to give Danny DeVito. That's why he gave him that share, is so that he could still right. acquire Dumbo. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. kind of, that kind of goes full circle. Yeah, because he didn't give him, like, he didn't buy the circus. He just made him an owner, right? Because it's essentially worthless if your company is worthless. Yeah. Right. I think that's he was just a child that just you know what I mean was never told no and if he wanted something he could have it and so that's why he sat there and he you know what I mean if his like I said if it was successful I think he would have just gone more and more and more and more and he would never be happy. I love the part where the park is burning down and everybody's standing outside and the banker guy leans over to Danny DeVito and he's like hey I'll buy you a hot dog and they just walk off. <laughs> so great that, that was a weird scene it, it came out of nowhere it's like it's supposed to be like this like triumphant moment where it's like oh the bad guy loses everything by his own doing and then they like totally undercut it it's like oh you want a, you want a hot dog like, I'm, I'm. it was it was beautiful it, it, was, it was funny <laughs> i agree that it was that it was funny it was well written it just came out of nowhere and i was like you guys are like buddy buddies they met like yesterday yeah yeah. But then, you know, you, you know later on that he gave him funding for his new circus. You know, that's how he got the ending. Oh, you know? I didn't, I didn't so know I that. So I think it's kind of a, a, a point to that, you know. It's kind of like, oh, well, you're, you're a good guy. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of money. You don't want the world. You just want your circus. Right. Also, did anyone else, like, okay, so I have a sad moment here. Did anyone else get real sad, like, when... You know, Danny DeVito got those, you know, those all those pink slips. And he, like, felt like you could tell that he was like, I messed up. Like, I just let everyone down. Like, I thought he was going to cry. And if Danny DeVito would have cried, I would have sat there and bawled and bawled and bawled. Because you don't hurt Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely sad to see that, you know. It was, it was the moment of, you know, you're, you're in charge of these people. And you they trust you. And you, you let them down the wrong path. Yeah, is is you know, he, he was trying to redeem himself. It was that moment of uh, like selling your soul to the devil, and then the time of collection came, and he's like, "Oh crap, I got to move." Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, all in all, like if you guys want to go watch this movie, I mean, I would definitely say to go watch it, especially for the nostalgia, the you know Tim Burton just being a part of that, and the CGI. Um, there's just a lot to love about this horrible train wreck of a movie um, for sure. I mean, what do you guys think on it? Um, well, let me just put it to you this way. If you haven't seen Dumbo the original and would rather see anything else in the movie theater, go see anything else in the movie theater <laughs> because you're not really missing anything. If there's, there's not a, there's not a point in the movie where I go, 
man, that was cool. Like that was, that was awesome. It was, yeah, that, that's fair. So if you're not, you know, riding the nostalgia train and you don't have anyone to go with you or, you know, you don't have any little kids that are interested in going to see the movie, I would say just movie. wait for DVD, a DVD movie. It's a Netflix movie. So for me, uh, I would say if you watched Dumbo as a kid and really enjoyed it and have a connection with it, I would say it's definitely worth seeing and all the cool throwbacks are in there and it's, it's really, it's really nostalgic like these guys said. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot because it was, it was a blast from the past for me and it, it was done well by Tim Burton. Maybe there's extra storylines in there. Uh, but for me, it, it, it worked out okay. And I got what I wanted out of it. It was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, he, uh, maybe it was a little too tough on this movie. I feel, I feel like I ended this on a downer. So if you want to go see a movie, matinee, great movie for matinee. <laughs> 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 it's like four bucks, five bucks. Yeah. I mean, four or five bucks. Worth it. Uh, grab yourself a popcorn, <laughs> chill for two hours. It's a good movie. That wraps it up for our podcast this week. Thank you to our special guest, Hector. Thank you guys for having me. And tune in next week for us to spoil something new.